0: previously on those were the days
1: here in hooterville class 2 pd bb well because in hungary that's called a cake box
0: and then we get yeah. malicious compliance pat buttram because yeah. i only know him from one thing it, it did prove <laughs> to me that pat
1: buttram was at one point a young man
2: my favorite little voice he does is one of the bullets to the gun in who framed roger rabbit
1: which is like the lord of their fiefdom
2: why did you put the no?
3: <laughs> takes four people to remember a 22 minute episode of television <laughs> so.
2: those were the days is filmed before a live internet audience <laughs>
0: Life goes on, and so do we. Just how we do it is no mystery. Sometimes the answers may be hard to find, but that's something I will never be, because I'm right here on Those Were the Days, the show that watches old TV with a new perspective. My name is Amy, and this week we're wrapping up our series on spinoffs. I'm running the show, and we're talking about the Golden Girls spinoff, Empty Nest. Fortunately for me, this nest isn't empty. I've got three characters here to help me talk about it. There's the dad doing his best, Audie.
2: You've got 25 calls to return. The waiting room's so backed up, you're out of toys, plus the Play-Doh's gone hard. I'm not working through my lunch again, so you get a move on, or you'll be doing this without a nurse.
0: The sassy southern sidekick, Steven.
2: We're kicking all
3: your parents out of this podcast so we can have some fun.
0: And the loyal furry companion, Travis.
1: Oh, that's, that's me. I am ready for breakfast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, like I said, we're doing emptiness and, uh, we are covering the pilot, which is maybe not, I, I maybe did a disservice to the show by picking the pilot because we do run into some of those things that we found when we covered pilots, some of the problems that doing pilots have, but that's okay. Cause I, I wanted something that had a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? Like it's all the characters; it's all there. Um, so I do have a clarification from last week's episode. Um, I said that there, the episode of The Golden Girls that's the backdoor pilot. It, it is in that it's the backdoor pilot of this iteration, but there's actually another one. Um, it is the worst-rated episode of Golden Girls on IMDb, um, and it's called. I think it's called Empty Nest, and it's not good. Uh, the Golden Girls are barely in it, and basically, you meet the couple next door. The husband is a doctor. The kid, the daughter, has gone off to college, and the wife is has empty nest syndrome, and and it's a whole thing. Um, it's not good, and <laughs> so they uh, they did completely revamp what the show was going to be before it actually became Empty Nest, but technically, that is the backdoor pilot. It's not. It's yeah.
1: Not there a was, good episode though. There was one care one actor that followed through from that episode of Golden Girls into the series, but he's a different. He's given a different name. He's Charlie yep. in this episode, but he was yeah. Like, he was Oliver. Oliver. Yeah. Yep.
0: Uh, he was a pilot instead of a cruise ship captain, uh, but it was Joe Azuzu, David Leisure. Yes. That's what you know him from the Joe Azuzu commercials from the way back times. You guys remember those? I have no
1: idea what you're talking about, but I'm
0: going to nod and agree like I
2: do. I probably remember if I saw it, but yeah.
1: I vaguely, vaguely remember those. Wow. I, because the thing is, I remember him from the show.
0: Oh, see, I think I'm pretty sure I remembered it the other way around. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, this, the premise is that uh, Harry Weston is a pediatrician who his wife has passed away. He has three daughters, one of whom, like, apparently she shows up later in the show when one of the other actresses leaves. But I don't remember her at all. Like, when he calls her in the, like, when he gets talked to her on the phone in this episode, I was like, I don't remember her at all. I remember the other two. <laughs>
1: so that was a trivia thing that I read uh, that I thought was actually, I, I believe it, and it's fairly clever, which was they were kind of anticipating that they might lose one of the two daughters at some point.
0: That yeah, That's smart.
4: Show.
1: So they wrote a third character that would be off screen so that if that ever did happen, they could then bring her in and still have the two daughters, the the dynamic of two daughters with their dad in the house. Right. That, was no, that's smart. that was clever.
3: That was clever. But smart. I will say it confused me and I spent the remainder of the episode trying to figure out which <laughs> of those daughters was the 19 year old one. Because I'm not <laughs> running on all my, I don't have a full tank of gasoline today, so I I was missing a few plot points <laughs> here and there, and I was like, wait, which one of you is 19? You both look, wait, one of you has a husband? Why would a 19-year-old need a husband? And I was just <laughs> thrown off so bad. But I, now this makes a lot more sense. Thank you for clearing that up.
0: <laughs> okay, so, um, Travis, I know you used to watch the show, yeah?
2: Mm, yep, I remember. Um,
0: what about the other two? Audie. Do you remember this one? No.
2: Negative Ghost Rider.
3: No. How about
0: you, Steven? I, <laughs> I no. got
3: nothing on this one. I wish right, I did. Right. I mean, I recognize the main actor, dude. I like him. He's got yep. a nice voice. It's very he does satisfying. He's great. to listen to. I could listen to him read like the manual for Orville Redenbacher's popcorn. <laughs>
1: you know, <laughs> place in the microwave. Yeah, I. Richard Mulligan is great, and I, I very much enjoyed him. I remember. The show being on, I remember watching it um as soon as the theme song started, mm-hmm. that flashback, I was like, Okay, yep, I can remember this because it's him, especially those early seasons, it's him and Dreyfus, the dog, and he's My, taking um, out and like one of the that. things
0: one of the things when I was a kid is the part where it's like rain or shine and it is raining, and that for some reason when I was a kid was like the epitome of television.
4: <laughs> it's like, Yes,
0: this is excellent television. Thank you.
1: Um I remembered the character of Charlie being not nearly as cringy as he was in this episode.
0: He's, um, I, they definitely, I feel like toned him down over the years because like he's got that weird laugh thing, which he does when he appears on a couple episodes of the golden girls also. No. Um, and it's painful. Like that's some <laughs> sidekick nonsense. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not good. But I was looking
2: at the listing on this and seeing that this thing ran for seven years. There's no way this guy was on here like this for
0: seven. No, years. no, 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 no. Um, it no, is more than the pilot them. though. I believe <laughs> like, it, they let that I'm go sure. for too long. Um, yeah. But like, so, I,
1: I remember, I remember the show and I remember enjoying it. Uh, at the time I couldn't tell you the plot of a single episode. I had forgotten that he was a pediatrician. I remembered he was a doctor. Yeah. But not the pediatrician part of it. So that was but yeah, I, I enjoyed it.
3: For a up. show to run for seven years, like that's that's impressive, particularly a spin-off, like mm-hmm. a spin-off show. Like that's yeah. Fraser level kind of up there kind of level of success. Yeah.
1: I mean, you're talking hundred and seventy episodes, and they had essentially the same main cast for all of that. Like Richard Mulligan, uh the one daughter, Carol, mm-hmm. Charlie, Laverne, the the nurse, um we're all in, and Bear the Dog, who played Dreyfus, we're all in the entirety of the series.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: That's
2: pretty. good I think Bear the Dog being there the entire time was the most impressive thing. He's got a great IMDb photo too.
0: I'm pretty yeah. sure that he has been in more episodes of Golden Girls than anyone else from the show. Um, there's <laughs> a great her. Golden Girls episode where uh, Sophia is going to watch Dreyfus for the weekend. And uh, nobody wants her to do it because she's old and not responsible enough. And she's not, you know, she's not real together. Um, So she loses Dreyfus. So she goes to the pet store and buys another dog, which, first of all, <laughs> the cost of that dog would be just exponential of anything that she's got. And also, they would never have a full grown dog, but whatever. So she uh, <laughs> she brings it home. And but Dreyfus has come home. And now she can't figure out which dog is which. And so she has to ask Rose because Rose knows about animals. And she's like, well, I, it's an old trick. I know back on, I, I haven't done it since I was back on the farm, but let me see if I can still do it. Come here, Dreyfus. Come here, boy. And one of the dogs runs over. <laughs> great.
4: <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> and Sophie is just mad she didn't figure it out. <laughs>
4: oh.
0: So this episode opens um, and we meet Harry and Dreyfus having breakfast together. Sort of. Um and this this scene in particular I felt was very pilot-y. Um there's there's a lot of discussion with Dreyfus about what's going on. Um mm-hmm, yeah. Including including that uh Libby, right? Is it Libby is the wife, yeah. I yeah. think. Libby. Libby, Libby has died and you know, they're all alone and and woe, woe is me. Um it is really cute though, like if you're a dude alone, you're just gonna talk to your dog, Let's just that's just how it is mm-hmm.
1: um i'm the- I'm not saying that I related to this scene in any yeah.
4: way um,
0: <laughs>
1: but i have I have lived almost that exact scene uh in my life, save talking about my dead ex wife yeah um like that's the only difference i have I have lived through exactly that so i I connected to that opening scene so much because of that
0: um so the phone rings, and he dives at it um. Largely because he's been talking to a dog, I feel like. Like, it's funnier than it has Amy. any right to be. And it is Emily, the youngest daughter that we never see until later in this series. Um, And she wants, she needs to know what to wear to the opera. And this becomes like a sort of big lebowski style motivation right it's like super low stakes but it is like gonna carry us through this entire episode and that he has Mm -hmm. to find out what you wear to the opera Mm -hmm. um there's quite a few good answers that we get also
2: i also Um, like that we're in a time period where you have to ask somebody a question like that yeah you know
0: yeah now like, just Google.
2: Yeah, you can't Google yeah, it.
3: Exactly. Know somebody who knows somebody that's been to an opera.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it were me, I would go stand outside the theater on opera night, <laughs> like, and just see what people are wearing. Mm-hmm. Seems yep. a little simpler. What um, if
3: it, I mean, what if she's got to drive two hours to the opera house? Like, then, then you know, that's that's an excursion. That's, true. that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Ah, see, think through.
0: Um, there are. <laughs> some great shots of dreyfus because his eyebrows do an awful lot of work in this show he's he's just a delight
1: bear was an expressive dog
0: he was oh well my first
2: note is i immediately love dreyfus yeah
0: dreyfus is great um and dreyfus is always great i i'm trying to think if there's been like equally great like what other great like pet companions in sitcoms have there been?
1: Uh, there was, what's the dog's name in Married with Children? I don't know. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. They the had a show. couple, there were a couple different dogs that they, they used over the course of the series, but he was great because they, in Married with Children, they would do the thing that I was kind of hoping or doing in my own head during this, which is they would actually voice the dog, like the dog's thoughts <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. would get voiced,
1: even though nobody could hear them. Yeah. Very occasionally, but they would do it like there was like two or three episodes where that happened. But he was a good uh kind of dog companion for that. I cannot remember the dog's name though. Buck. Buck. That's what Darkness That's
3: Darkness Files okay. is, uh, Darkness Yeah, Darkness Files says the dog's name was Buck and also gives us the tidbit the driver's went on <laughs> to be the first dog to get an egot. Uh, which is an Emmy, a Grammy, a tone, an uh, Oscar and a an Tony.
0: Oscar and a Tony.
3: Yeah.
0: It's great on Broadway. That's awesome. So our next scene in pilot fashion, we have to cover all aspects of Harry Weston's life. And we see Harry at work. Um, Mm -hmm. I love that he's a pediatrician, (laughs) right? Because it's like never work with kids or animals. And this show has both. And that's great. (laughs) Um, I like it too, because like it tend, like there are definitely heavy episodes of this show. I remember, right? Because there always are when there's a doctor involved um but this one is good because we've got Rocco we have Rocco and Rocco's mom Mm -hmm. and Rocco (laughs) Rocco has swallowed his mom's ring and Harry is done with his mom and that is (laughs) phenomenal I mean I don't blame him she's Mm -hmm. a lot Um, I have
2: a function
4: (laughs) <laughs> I have a function. Well,
0: your function is going to have to wait for his function. <laughs> which was an outstanding line. Um Yes. I and and the when he gives when he gives Rocco the phone number and he's like, do not give this to your mother. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is also where we meet Laverne, who is my favorite. I love um, Laverne.
2: I love her. I like, love her
0: so much.
2: I recognize her as the character actor she is. And it was like, yeah. Oh yes.
0: Yeah. She is. Mm-hmm. She's unapologetic about who she is in this show. And it is a delight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it was Audie's bit and it's the way she goes and the Plato's gone hard. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: um,
0: because while Harry might love working with children, uh, I feel like Laverne, like, she does, but also she doesn't, she doesn't have time to this. She's probably not she fond to the... a
2: billion children right outside the door waiting. Yeah.
0: yeah, she has to do the grunt work. I do remember there's, I think it's actually from the Golden Girls episode where, with Harry in it. But basically, uh, one of the kids brings a urine sample and he's like, all right, well, um, you know, just brings him the cup. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to put your name on it. Well, how are you going to know it's not chicken soup? Well, if this looks like chicken soup, then you are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he asks, "Laverne, hey, you know what do you wear? What do you wear to the opera?" <laughs> she goes, "I don't know. I'm from Arkansas." That was good. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, really? She was good. zingers left and right. Like even the little mm-hmm. exchange they had in the office, where he he tells her, "Well, you know, we could replace we could, monkeys. We could replace you with monkeys. Monkeys could be nurses." And she goes, "Yeah, if they weren't all doctors." <laughs> <And> I was <laughs> like, "Oh, that's good."
0: She she understands or, who does all the work.
1: Yeah. Yes. Or the the great exchange of I wish I could fire you, and she just fi- comes back with I wish I could quit. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. Everything they said to each other was just golden. And the, she was talking about mar- getting married or something, and she or dating. They, this is what we're getting to the the plot. Yeah. But her whole her that whole line. One. I
2: was gonna go with.
3: Yeah, her whole line about we didn't in Arkansas we don't date. We just wash our hair on Saturday, turn fourteen, and get married.
0: Marry our cousin. Marry our cousin. (laughs) That was it. Marry our cousin. Wash our hair every
3: Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Wash and I was like, oh man, I feel seen. That's like I know those (laughs) people. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yup. So this is where we meet Eva, who also works in this medical facility. In a way, later that is, we'll get into it. But um, she she goes, hey, are we are we having a date tonight? And hair's like. I, what are you talking about? She's like, Well, we've eaten together every Friday night for like a year. Are we doing what's that? Well, just eating. <laughs> so, okay. Well, are we eating tonight? Yeah. All right, great. Um so Harry's wife has been gone for a year and a half. Um and he's basically so so we we we're back home and Carol is there. Um, and she has brought healthy food because he cannot handle that himself, which is understandable. And she's there. And so, you know, she gets a little ruffled when he says that he has a date, um, when she asks if he wants to come over for dinner. And, and he's like, no, 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 it, it's not, it's not a date. It's just, you know, She so goes, speaking of dating, how's that going? And her speech about dating... Is so good. I get to pretend to be interesting and a better person than I am and I get to listen to how their therapy's going now that they've learned how to cry. And I get to laugh <laughs> at their wit. <laughs> it's just the delivery. Is so good.
4: It
1: was.
0: Oh, unbelievable. Um she's definitely a pilot character pilot version of the character though um because she gets a lot more put together real fast um it's terrifyingly 1988 for a while there though
4: (laughs)
2: yeah i'm glad because i was worried for her for a little bit there
0: yeah no she's all right um because it's funny because again like because i've watched the golden girls 800 times and she turns up a fair few um, you know, I'm used to that version, and I'm like, "What is going on?" It was is very pilot. It's okay.
1: Yeah, it, um, they, like any show, it needed to find its feet, and I mean, neither of the daughters are even living in the house yet.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Um.
0: So then in walks Charlie Deets, the irritating neighbor that just walks in the house. Every sitcom needs one. Um, Charlie, as I said, it's David Leisure. And he uh he's a a cruise ship captain and womanizer and general creepy bad guy, and he steals food and I don't know how that I don't know how we got to this arrangement of I'm just gonna show up and steal food um like in seinfeld we we at one point get the episode where Jerry says. You know, yeah, if you need anything, you just, you know, come on in. And Kramer just takes this as, you know, a constant. Like, we mm-hmm. we have no idea how someone like Charlie Dietz, like, especially because you imagine that he's been around longer than the 18 months. It just feels like that. He has, it's, it's like, like yeah. we've been doing this this whole time?
1: Yeah. This whole time? And, and he feels like he's significantly younger than Uh, than harry oh oh, yeah yeah he's definitely like a
0: daughter you know
1: harry's in like his mid 50s yeah and charlie feels like he's in his like mid 30s
4: yeah
2: it was wild i ended up watching another episode while i was doing the drawing for this and it was the one a couple episodes later that has blanche and at some point harry goes over to charlie's house just to get away from his daughters and stuff and i'm still sitting here thinking how are these two people friends like, how does this work? <laughs> and how are they okay just going over to each other's houses like this?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's a lot.
2: It was really funny because he just had foods from the cruise, so he had a bunch of little tiny foods. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool.
0: Um, so our next scene is is the, the quote-unquote dinner date. Um, Harry has brought some blue carnations that he got an, on the off-ramp as one does. Um, <laughs> and so he's kind of like, it. it's, Eva gives him an ultimatum. Um, and she's like, you know, well, we're dating. And she, he's like, are we? I don't, I don't know. And she's like, all right, listen, why don't we get married? I, and he's like, this is our first date. I don't know. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. and she goes, we've been, we've been seeing each other for over a year and you don't even, you didn't even know we were dating. And I'm going to go ahead and say that he's not the one that had the wrong of it in that relationship, lady. Um, I, I just, yeah. like, that is straight backwards, ma'am. Um, I have a feeling you know. that you were dating him for a year and you didn't know that you were not.
3: That's one of those things you agree upon uh, before you yeah. start making assumptions. Mm-hmm. Like, is this... Because uh, you can you can so, definitely like, have dinner with somebody regularly of the opposite sex or same sex if that's your jam. And not be dating. You sure. know what I mean? But,
0: or, you, you know, I, I could see like a meal, right? Like you go out once and you're like, I don't know if that was a date. Is this a date? I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I understand that. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like hey, am I go out to dinner? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in my element. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but a year?
3: Yeah, that's a long time to never <laughs> approach the conversation. 52
0: meals, 52 meals, and you have no idea if you're on a date. <laughs>
3: It's when you sit down with somebody across the table and go, so, what are we doing here? <laughs> Let's have a discussion.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Where are we a at?
0: Conversation prior to 52 weeks. <laughs> not not
2: to mention the fact that they've been seeing each other, apparently. He's still wearing his wedding ring. I don't know if that was not a hint to her or what. Right? Um, like,
0: yeah. my dude.
2: Look, you're um, married till you're not ment- mentally, you know,
3: after what yeah. he's gone through. Mm-hmm. You you might be married till the day you die, even though she's not alive anymore. You gotta that's that's somebody you gotta take their time to work that out.
0: The uh, the companion episode, the companion episode in the Golden Girls, um, he he shows up because they're they're babysitting and they've got a baby over and he's got a fever and so Harry stops by and um, Blanche is hitting on him and Dorothy's like, "What are you doing? Like we the, there was an agreement." 18 months and he and she goes and that's today it's circled on my calendar <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh my uh, gosh.
0: um so she gives him the ultimatum of i need to know by monday because i can't just keep hanging and like that's a you problem lady leave harry mm-hmm. alone harry has done nothing wrong ma'am that's fine. Seeing how she runs the lab, he can do better anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> right. It's the following morning, and uh, the other daughter Barbara uh, has arrived. She's a cop. She has brought donuts. Fantastic. Um, Carol shows up, and she's like, "Oh, donuts! What a surprise!" And <laughs> um, I'm glad that, that I, nice. I feel like some of that really lessened. Also, again, this is one of those like. It's a pilot thing, right? We have to put them on opposite sides of a fence. And this is the Mm -hmm. line we've drawn in the sand for them is, how should we eat? Um, So to basically interrupt their their little spat about food and marriage and everything, uh, Harry announces that he was proposed to. And Carol is upset. Um, Barbara has gone off. To uh for a date and to go to bed in one transaction and mm-hmm.
2: so good and he gives the greatest like i don't need to well, hear I that cannot. on your father you're
0: you a grown woman and i cannot could you just not though um <laughs> is great um and so this interaction between carol and harry is it's like pretty heavy, especially for a sitcom and especially for like the pilot.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's also a thing you kind of got to get out of the way. Like, I get that, um, you know, because it was a big deal because, you know, um, he was a doctor, so he was away a lot. You know what I mean? He's busy. He doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a big balance. Um, And she tells the story about when she was a banana for Halloween.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It was a lot, um, and then Harry finally says, "I know the wrong parent died," and it's like, "Oh, jeez,
1: yeah, that, that got so yeah. heavy."
0: Whoa, and, and it, mean, wasn't,
1: it wasn't the it wasn't just the one line. It wasn't just that the wrong parent died. Then it was, "I wish that your mother was alive and that I had died."
4: Yeah,
1: right yeah. after that, and then when when the daughter when Carol's like, "No," and he's like, "No, I, I do." Yeah. Like,
2: Because it's that parental thing of, like, I know that you were better with your mom, so I wish your mom was here and I was not, to make you feel better right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just like,
1: I just, Uh, I was not prepared for it. No, that went real life real
3: quick. (laughs) That, like, deviated, because, like, as Mm -hmm. a parent, like Audie was saying, like, you... You feel that you like you know which one of you you want to go first. <laughs> like you mm-hmm. know, like, mm-hmm. well, I've always planned for me to die first. Like that's in the <laughs> like we all know that's going to happen. Men live less less, bylaws. don't live as long as women on average. Therefore, I die first. Nobody ever plans for the other occasion. Yeah, you know.
0: Um. So you know they they kind of they kind of make up. Um. And then we go back to presumably back to work on Monday. So now, um, now we get to the lab and this is,
2: this is the down, coziest lab I've ever seen. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so first of all, right. Like, so, I mean, the lab is fine, whatever. Um, but then the fact that I, the, I'm pretty sure the Harry being a germaphobe is a thing that didn't make it very long either. Cause it, it does get pretty ridiculous you couldn't Um, really do
3: that logically for too
0: long and for i mean like like real talk it's like a not insignificant reason of why i never became a doctor like i had had all the other qualifications but sick people are icky and i cannot
2: yeah Um, (laughs) yeah
0: so, so he goes in the lab to talk to eva um and There's just, like, a big flask sitting there, and he's like, oh, what's that? (laughs) She's like, it's a new virus. It's like, no, no, there's no—he just walked in in his just sweater (laughs) and Mm -hmm. this like, sweater-vest combo. And no, that's not how any of this works. You know she's wearing high heels.
3: Oh, yeah. You just know it. Nobody's got on mastering. I mean, I know it's the 80s, but we knew some stuff. I mean, we yeah. weren't, mm-hmm. we weren't
2: this dumb. Yeah. Again, coziest lab I very
0: have ever Very cozy. Seen. <laughs> very cozy virology lab. Um and that's not. It was <laughs> it's just not good. It was so distracting to me. I'm like, "Come on now. We mm-hmm. couldn't have had this literally anywhere else. We couldn't mm-hmm. have had this happen like in the cafeteria yeah, or yeah. anything, right?" <laughs> Um, so, you know, he basically tells her, he's like, look, I'm not ready. I, you know, I sure it's been 18 months, but it might as well have been 18 days. I cannot like, you know, I, I forget he references some guy who was like picking up women at the funeral. Now he has a playboy bunny and a prostate the size of something. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Oh, that was a good pick. the <laughs> Hindenburg. Mm-hmm. You know, and so he's like, a, you know, I still want to be friends. And she's like, well, if we're still friends, then no one could live up to you. And then I'll be alone. Like, lady, you th- this is you're putting a lot of stuff on Harry that does not need to be there. These mm-hmm. are you problems, mm-hmm. ma'am. Not not yeah. Harry problems, but we're framing them as Harry problems. And I, I don't love that.
3: Well, no, no relationship that's built on these these kinds of accusations is going to last. Like <laughs> basically true. pressuring in the man true. into a relationship with you, I promise it's or not going to be what you want.
4: And so, <laughs> especially you know, a guy who's
2: hanging out with you for a year and doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. He enjoys just sitting there eating and talking. You've been yeah. friend zoned, lady. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Get on board. <laughs> um, and so you know, it's like I'll really miss you. And he goes, listen, I, I left my tennis racket in the back of your car because we got to reel that, got to reel that back in somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, So we've tied up, we've tied up that loose end. Eva's only for this pilot episode. Um, And uh, so then we get to him coming home and the phone is ringing and he yells at Dreyfus listen, why can't you get the phone you live here to? (laughs) Which I'm not saying that I've had similar conversations with my cat, but I've had similar conversations with my cat. Can't you just get the door? I can't.
3: Um. (laughs) Do I have to do everything around here?
0: Um, so it's Emily and he's like, good news. I found out the opera information. Um, other answers that we see him get from the opera information other than, uh, what do I know? I'm from Arkansas. Is um the Carol is says, uh, I I haven't been to the opera. My husband's idea of going out was without me. No. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what Eva says, but she also doesn't go to the opera. But I can't remember why. Um no, but we find it, it out wasn't
1: nearly as clever.
0: No. no. But we find out that the answer is poof dresses um which if you google prom dresses from 1988 you'll understand this answer um it's all the fashion uh designed by the french they probably don't wear them it's just to irritate americans <laughs> pretty
4: good i
3: like, I like
0: to think all of fashion week is just to irritate people yes been for sure mm-hmm. lately baby
3: i just look at fashion and just stay confused because i'm like i don't know that these are the people that tell me my fedora is out of style and i shouldn't wear it but i don't understand <laughs> I don't understand why they have a trash bag on their head, Uh,
4: but I mean,
0: yeah, it's a whole thing (laughs) where it's like actually like the fashion week and like the big fashion shows are like avant garde art shows. And then that like trickles down into actual fashion in the same way that like modern art becomes hotel art becomes, you know, hotel carpet, you know.
3: I just yeah. wait until my fashion's cool again because it just goes in a circle. It's fine. <laughs> the only
0: thing yeah, the only thing that bothers me is that when I can't like I'm never not going to wear low rise boot cut jeans and the only problem is that when they are quote unquote out of style, it is very difficult me to, for me to find uh, new pairs. Now <laughs> it's mom jeans, jeans are back They're, in. I can't know.
3: I'm cannot. not I mean I'm not a Don't. mom, but no, I saw the SNL skit where we made fun of mom jeans. Like and yeah. it's still funny to me. Uh, so Uh I don't know what we're doing But we're doing yeah. it wrong yeah. Saw <laughs> so a, was a kid, kid with a I mullet loved...
4: Mm-mm. Yeah no. when I was
0: a kid I loved mm. Like flowy hippie 60s stuff And my mother hated it because She did it the first time So now seeing all these kids doing all of this 80s stuff I go yeah.
3: You're gonna regret yeah. that no. Like there was this kid yeah. at this trampoline park With the shortiest short shorts and his mullet And I'm like dude <laughs> You're gonna look back and go, What was I thinking? I promise you. Like Because some- yeah.
1: because we all did. Yeah, yeah. I know how
3: you feel right mm-hmm. now. You think you're cool. And it's just Billy Ray Cyrus thought he was cool too. <laughs> it's not, mm-hmm. it's not gonna work.
0: <laughs> um and uh and then we get we get a cute wrap-up with Dreyfus. And he's like, listen, Dreyfus, listen, you are, you know, you're always happy to see me. When I leave and I come home, and you, you wag your tail. When I go in the other room and I come back, you wag your tail. When I look away and look back, you <laughs> wag your tail. So either you really love me or your short-term memory is shot.
1: And again, um, I cannot, I cannot yeah. confirm nor deny that I have had that exact conversation
0: yep. with uh, my dog. <laughs> yep. Um and and that's that's the end of our pilot. It's a good wrap-up of like, here's where we're at. This is the deal. We've got daughters, um and and we've got Harry who doesn't know how to navigate any of this. And uh and here we go. <laughs> um so what did you guys think? Especially especially audience Stephen who had not who were unfamiliar with the program.
3: Um for me like it's it's a pilot so it's again it's sure. one of those things like i think it deserves to get a real idea of what you're going to see try 2 to 3 4 episodes probably yeah. 4 episodes before i could really make a, dep- a decision on the show as a whole this pilot didn't work for me necessarily sure. um like watching the golden girls i was floored by how creative it was right out of the <laughs> gate Watching this one, I was like, okay, Dr. Guy, 1980s. That's where I was. (laughs) No, there were no jokes where I was like, ooh, I'm coming back next week for that one again. The nurse Mm. was close. You know, those were funny. But the overall consistency of the show
2: wasn't there that would have me go,
3: boy, can't wait till next week. That's where I landed on it.
0: How about you, Adi?
2: Yeah, that's pretty much me too. Like. When Laverne showed up, I was like, why is this show not about her? Mm -hmm. Mm Because she's got me. Um, And then, you know, like I said, seeing this went for seven seasons, like, man, I hope this picked up. This must have picked up at some point. Because, I mean, I think it was a good pilot that seemed to just lay out everything you needed to know. Absolutely. You know, the wife is dead. You know where the daughters are coming from. And you know what his work situation is. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the whole thing with Eva and letting you know right away, he's not getting back together with anybody anytime soon.
4: Yeah, but mm-hmm. like,
2: like I said, I watched the fourth episode and Blanche is throwing himself at her, herself mm-hmm. at him. I'm like, good lord, is this show just about ladies throwing themselves <laughs> at him all the time? <laughs>
4: Holy
0: hand days! What did you think, Trav?
1: It reminded me of uh the show when I watched it and it gave me that feeling of like, okay, I can understand why I kept watching this sort of similar. It's got the pilot syndrome of like, it's not fully baked yet,
0: but there are favors.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. The golden girls episode we watched was so, you know, seasons in and it had some time for those characters to really get their footing. Um, This episode didn't quite have that yet, but there are seeds of it. Mm -hmm. Richard Mulligan is great. Um, park overall as uh as the nurse is great and that you can see that dynamic being a ton of fun when those two can banter back and forth a lot if they you know smooth round round off the edges and like i say there were a couple moments that just i as a single guy with a dog related to with (laughs) dreyfus and dreyfus is just great uh so that was tons of fun i i would watch more episodes of this um you know, similar to some of the other stuff we've had, it's not at the level of Golden Girls. It's not there, no. no. But nothing like that's such a high bar to s- to clear. And yeah. but the show is solid, and actually, Sophia becomes a regular character in the last yep. two seasons of the show. Um, because by then Golden Girls was done. This also had a spinoff of this called yeah. Nurses. Yep, uh, that mm. ran for a few seasons. Um, and. So after but it was after Golden Girls and then the Golden Palace, which I think what that lasted like a season.
4: Mm,
0: I think was so true. It's, after it's that a couple, but up, it's it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, and then after that wrapped up, she became a regular character on this show. Um, which is Not kinda cool. One. But but I, I I liked it. I had a good time. Good. I'm I think loved.
2: can we just say I'm sorry to anybody who watched this whose name was Rita because Oh yeah, we skipped over that <laughs> line. <laughs> they were not. Completely. The best to you.
0: part, the best part is his face, all right, says so the, yeah, the name It's, it's like he's Rita. ashamed of
2: that joke. He's like,
0: I should not have said it. I, he's because I mean the thing is he's saying it just to make Carol feel better, right? Like, yeah, sure. Like he's just saying it to make her feel better. And he doesn't know what to say to make her feel better. And he's like, I guess this is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm.
3: I was just shocked the that the word the word the slut word uh, mm-hmm. was used on television at the time because I'm like, isn't that like a dirt? what the f is that a dirty word word for TV? Like,
0: I don't well, know. I it's mean, on the Golden Girls affair a few okay, times. Okay, well maybe yeah. it
3: passes. Maybe the writers are just like, whatever, man. Let's mm-hmm. do it.
0: It's a bad. I word think about even a woman. you can
3: fine. say slut. It's okay. Well, I, yeah, I know. No, he can't. It makes me feel He's wrong.
0: wrong. He's Green he Acres. Can. Don't, don't, right. don't he drag can, him out of Green Acres. Leave him there. <laughs> feel,
3: I almost did, and then I was like, no, I don't think I should come out of my mouth. It would break me somehow. I just can't
4: do it. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I, I think, it's way better this way.
1: I think for me, though, the thing that, that made me enjoy this episode more than anything else, because, again, the Charlie character was like way more annoying than I remembered him being, yeah. so... Obviously that had to have rounded off or the show never would have made it past two seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's Richard Mulligan uh, in that role. Like he's got great comedic timing. I mean, he started off his big breakout was soap. So like comedy he can do and he's got great timing and there's some well written jokes. The, the Play-Doh joke was Mm -hmm. funny. (laughs) I love his interactions with Dreyfus. Like the first thing comes down, come on, go outside. And Dreyfus just sits there. He's like, you know there are animals out there that can get their own food and he sets the food down and Dreyfus <laughs> doesn't go after the food and he's like what is that I don't know what that look is and like the the line about why can't you answer the phone you live here too like, <laughs> yeah. that's funny that's a that's a well written joke there was a few of those that were clever so yeah, yeah he, he definitely I like the lose. one with,
2: uh, I was gonna say I like the one when Carol's walking out and she's like so Charlie when do you sail out he's like Tuesday sink sink <laughs> <laughs> that was good there
1: was also the the line when he's talking to carol about uh his date and he's like she is the only person that isn't family or drinks from the toilet
4: cares about me.
3: <laughs> okay y'all are making me appreciate the show more now that we're rehashing it i feel like i should just I did, watch I, it with you and then i'll be a whole
0: different a bad, experience i did yeah i i really i shouldn't i should have picked a different episode but I None did want something perfect. that had, you know,
2: this is also one of the things where we talk about the way television is made nowadays. Like yeah. back in the day you ordered, you did the pilot. And if that worked well enough before it aired, you ordered a full series. And so you're doing 24 episodes these days. It's like you, you're lucky if you get 10 and we'll see how those 10 do, but you better be on top of it. Yeah. You the
3: pilot followed by a 10 episode order followed by maybe that 24 episodes. And then, or sometimes you're like, pilot didn't air, order a second season. You know, it depends yeah. on the, mm-hmm. it depends on the show. It's yeah. kind of wild. Like, what are you, what are, T- what do they expect? Yep.
0: Someday, Test audiences
1: and projections. Mm-hmm.
0: Someday I'll make you watch the pilot for the Golden Girls, um, where they had a, a gay cook and Sophia comes from Shady Pines and we learn her whole backstory and it is a wild
4: time. <laughs>
1: So a couple of things about the show that I thought uh, I I thought were kind of neat. First of all, it was a top 10 show for three seasons.
4: Yeah. Wow. On on air.
1: Um, And it ran on Saturdays. This was back in the day when Saturday was a big TV day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was in a block with Golden Girls and then eventually nurses. And they were all created by the same people. And they would have intertwining stories like a hurricane coming through Florida and all that kind of stuff i thought was neat but also some of the guest stars they had on empty nest were pretty great obviously B. arthur um rue mcclanahan uh, betty white and uh, estelle getty steve but getty. also lonnie anderson mm-hmm. don adams mayam bialik was on a couple of episodes um oh, wow. steve a young stephen dorf wow uh, was on here garth mm-hmm. brooks phil hartman um like uh carol Kane. i mean they had a lot of people come through. Bobcat Goldthwaite was in an episode. What?
4: <laughs> nice.
1: yeah. yeah. So I, I thought that was kind of neat too, to see some of those Jerry Orbach, Matthew Perry. Yep. Nice. Yardley Smith. So they, they definitely uh, got some people on there uh, either early yeah. in their career, like Mayim Bialik. Cause I think that was before that was pre-Blossom for her. Had to be.
0: These guys, these guys were notable for getting people in the beginning is um golden girls had um mario lopez um george clooney baby george clooney is on an episode
4: um
0: yeah there's a bunch of them they they were real good at picking out these people that were gonna be somebody
1: yeah Um, i mean the creator of this also helped create uh soap benson um the golden girls this this show um nurses so you know a few hits there
0: yeah, yeah, they did all right. Um, yeah. So that wraps up spinoffs. I'm now going to spin off my own podcast. I'll see you guys later. Uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> it was your plan all along. in a bit.
0: Uh, yeah. This is my backdoor pilot. Um,
4: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So, um, we're on to the next big thing. And the next big thing chosen by you. Our listeners is jumping the shark.
3: That's the best. I we do we've
0: had a lot of conversation today about what that actually means.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's been a tough one to define.
0: Which,
2: which is I funny. Mean, it is. One of the first things we suggested doing when we started this podcast. Yeah, we did. I always went like, oh, that'll be fun. Now we're like, mm, okay, maybe that wasn't such a great idea.
1: <laughs> suddenly we realize it's not as easy to pin down as you would think. Yeah. Um,
3: so, so it's yeah. probably, like, an interpretation uh, yeah. of our own independent thought of what we think a Jumping the Shark episode would be. I think we've discussed a few. We've just gone Wildly Strange episodes. Yep. Uh, episodes where the the vibe of the show was turned on its head. Like, one thing I can Mm -hmm. think of, and I'm not going to do this show, but, like, there was a season of Happy Days where they redid Arnold's, uh, and then they brought in, like, these college kids, and Fonzie was a teacher and stuff, and everything about the show just was turned on its head (laughs) completely. Like, everything you loved was... Once they changed the set, everything's off over. It's no longer recognizable. And I remember those episodes of Happy Days being like, are we we go keep doing richie's gone like
1: we, yeah. we're done now like and and there are examples from shows that would be outside the spectrum of this particular podcast more modern shows like um lost has several different things you could define as like the moment that it kind of started eating its own tail yeah. or scrubs when they when they went to the school after like i can't remember how many seasons it was and suddenly they weren't at the ho- the hospital anymore they were teaching yeah um <laughs> Mm-hmm. And and stuff like that, like it completely changed there. There's there's all sorts of stuff. So yeah. it's a tough one to nail down for sure. Not
2: to mention with this podcast, just look at the drugs episodes we chose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all went off the chain with True. that. That's, that's a very good point. Yeah, it's so, all
0: open to interpretation.
3: Yeah, so well, don't expect news. it all to be just actual literal show took a decline Judges. at this episode yeah. kind of things. So we're gonna go we're gonna go all over the place. It's gonna be a fun trip, I'm thinking. I think so it's the a,
0: first. The first interpretation of Jumping the Shark that we have is our good friend, Travis. Travis.
1: It, it is. And <laughs> I am going to interpret Jumping the Shark. They have you figured it out in
4: time? <laughs> with the introduction
1: of a new character to try and boost a show that's on its downslide. Uh, and so they bring in a new character. It's the Cousin Oliver Syndrome, but it's uh-huh. not Cousin Oliver. We're going to be talking about uh, the Flintstones. Episode oh, "The Great Gazoo," where an alien is introduced to the world of the Flintstones. Um, ah. It is available for streaming on HBO Max. Yes, all right, and on HBO Max, it is season six, episode eight, "The Great Gazoo," voiced nice. by Harvey Korman.
0: Nice. So. I'm very excited.
3: And Cousin Oliver yeah. syndrome that you mentioned comes from the Brady Bunch, right? Didn't we talk yes. about that Correct. pre-show? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the Brady Bunch mm-hmm. introducing yeah. Cousin Oliver. Basically, yeah, all the yeah, kids was...
0: started growing up, and and then they're like, "Here's another new young, cute kid." Um, yep. They do the same thing on the Cosby Cosby Show. <laughs> yeah, they do it a lot. Mm-hmm. Gotta get get some
2: growing
3: blood.
1: pains to it.
2: Yep. yep, yep. Little Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, kids
1: get
3: oh, older, right. man. That's the worst thing about casting a show with young children. You got to figure out how to make it. You either got to like nowadays, you can just pump out season after season. <laughs> you know, like I wasn't yeah, thinking about lock and key with with Netflix. They're just like that one little kid's all adorable. I'm like, he gonna get older. Y'all better get these shows done. You know, they know did Stranger all, Things is struggling with that. Yeah, those kids a, are grown.
0: They did a good job with the um, series of unfortunate events on Netflix because little Sonny is little. Um, and basically they got a first season and then they weren't necessarily sure they were going to get a second. So there was a little bit more of a gap. Mm-hmm. And so she grows up. But conveniently, the first season ends with them sitting in a waiting room. And so then they start the second season with, like, it feels like we've been here forever. And she's just, you know, bigger.
3: Definitely it's older. real good. No real idea. good.
4: Yeah. So, <laughs> that?
0: Uh, that's that. Do we have any feedback? Do we
4: have any, uh,
0: anything? We, do we have? We did we not get how any how email this
1: week. Uh, I checked emails. And as far as Twitter goes, we got some likes for this week's art. Uh, from yeah. Lonnie, and, Rock and roll. Uh, but uh, awesome. but no no uh, comments or anything for this week.
0: All right. Um, well, so
3: that's well, their loss. <laughs>
4: <they did lose> <laughs> that. <laughs> uh,
0: so uh, that wraps up this episode. Um, what's the email again? Is those those, those were, were the, the days, days show at ed- gmail show com. at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. and those days show on the twitters. Yep, so that's where yes. you can find us um, so next week uh, the Flintstones, the Great Gazoo very excited about that with Travis uh, but for now for me, for Audie, for Steven and for Travis thank you for listening we'll see you all next week bye,
4: bye. bye. bye.